I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been out of work. Hi, and welcome to this special edition of Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host, as always. I'm live on location here in Plano, Texas today with Nicole Glenn, the founder and CEO of Candor Expedite. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about sales. We're going to talk about personal branding and the market. Yes. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for being here. It's yeah, great to have someone come and visit our space. Yeah, I like, coming, I, I like coming visiting offices now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's relaxing. You get to see everyone's workspace, their workflow, uh, and their personality. You know, we have the, the green wall with the inspirational quotes and what is mission statement or founding principles. What, what do you call them? Um, that, these are the things that I kind of live by mm-hmm. um, to, to just – put it out there to people. I think if you're in a place that you see good things consistently, it kind of makes you want to like, all right, I want to go. I want to do these things. And so even in my office and then in in the other offices, Mm -hmm. we try to sprinkle that in. So yes, yes, it's good to have. And you can see it behind, you know, you have the the grind, Mm -hmm. right? And grinding it out every single day. That is logistics. Yes. That is, that's personal branding too. Uh, you know, grind, persistence, perseverance, that's logistics too. Perseverance. It is. It is. And not, that's sales. It is. <laughs> it is. It's not yeah. for the week of art. Right. There's going to be a lot of problems, a lot of no's, just persevere. There's going to be a lot of, I'll say days, but really weeks, months, sometimes years where you don't see the results immediately. Right. But you're building foundation right. with execution down here to all of a sudden one day, Everything clicks, and you don't go from zero to one. You go from zero to 100. And then you start over. Then you start over. And so I think that's the part that in yes. sales that you know we could dive into on the constant yes. start over of things. The constant start over. Yes. So let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about cold calling, pandemic, post-pandemic, cold outreach. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. Cold outreach and why there are better methods. Is that, is that a better way to phrase that? Well, or, there's multiple or, methods. There's multiple. Everyone, I think, starts out cold outreach. Yes, you have to. You have to. Yes. But you, you use that cold outreach just not to get sales in today, which you always need. Right? right. But it's building a network for the future to where you do much less cold outreach. Mm-hmm. And that cold outreach has a different personality two years, five years down the road. For me, the one thing I always think about is everything I do. Unless I'm literally taking a shipment mm-hmm. that day, everything that I do is for tomorrow. And yes. so I keep that mindset on a cold outreach or even attending an, a, mm-hmm. an event where you're shaking someone's hand. You just don't know where that's going to go, right? You don't know what tomorrow looks like and their position or your position or a different mode or you just never know where the wind's going to blow. You don't. You're doing things. You don't. I think a lot of times in sales, because we were talking about monthly quotas and, and annual targets, that we would sometimes have a, a focus on the short term. Yep. But it's, it's, it's a hard long game. not to. It's, it's really hard not to. It is to. hard not to because you see the effort that you're putting into it on a daily. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and I think as time's progressing, we're starting to notice that people want more and more instant gratification on things. But this is a the topic that I want to dive into is 
really understanding your value proposition. Because mm-hmm. I attend and I talk to so many different people, especially in the truckload brokerage space. We're going to talk niche, right? Yeah. But I meet these folks. And so if you're in the truckload brokerage space, this is a little tip for you. Um, really kind of crafting out that messaging on where that value comes within their truckload brokerage space. They'll, I literally go, so what do you do? And they're like, I'm in truckload brokerage. And I'm like, and? And, and if you ask Give me more, yeah. if you ask how are you different, you are 99 out of 100 times going to hear the same exact thing yes. each and every time by someone in LA, New York, Dallas, Chicago, it doesn't matter where the base, if they're in truckload brokerage, their value prop is essentially the same. Yes. So how do you craft how that you, message yes. that actually impacts somebody? You know, I think that's... And that's hard. It is. It and is. that's number one. That is hard. Even if you have uh, a niche and differentiation, it's hard to craft that. It is. But yes, you have to keep breaking it down to your why. So you have to ask mm-hmm. yourself five times further. So we are in truckload brokerage. Why? Yeah. And so then when are you delivering? Why? And so when you keep going down those whys on how your organization does things, you will find your your value add. Your value add, which is kind of like the atom. Yes. Right? You have to get it down <laughs> yeah. to the atom, the, the very simplest substance mm-hmm. of your value prop, and then build off of that. Yes. But it is very difficult to get down. You kind of have to take a microscope out and yes. examine what your business is, what you're doing, why you're doing that, and compare it against the landscape. And also asking leadership. Like, what was the reason why you started this company? What did Mm -hmm. you envision in coming into this space that made this happen? So now that's business owner, but that, that messaging should be funneling down consistently from top to employee. It should. Mm -hmm. It really should. The larger the company gets though, the less it is. Right. Right. Then it just becomes a mission statement on the wall. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's tough to, to, to really break out of that because the, the bigger the organization gets, the more bureaucracy that is involved. It's just the, the natural play of things. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but yeah, why truckload? Yes. Why, 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 why? Yes. That, that is, uh, and it, it's very difficult. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, I, I think everyone's, well, you, you struggle with it. It's kind of like writing a, a paper. You know, whether it's a white paper or a blog article, it's difficult because once you start writing, you start teaching yourself. And you start, you do. You learn at a much deeper level. You do. And sometimes, again, even with this giant well of things that we have, pulling out those things can be a little struggle, Mm -hmm. you know. So the best thing that we can do sometimes is actually step away from the day-to-day business. So take a day off. Um... And like get a hotel. I've done this. People yeah. think I'm like nuts. Um, I'll get a hotel room and just sit there and like have a book or do different mm-hmm. things. So I can utilize that time to not think about the incoming emails or, you know, um, dive into that one thing, that interruption, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like having your purpose on why you're there. You're not just going to yeah. sit there and stare, uh, but having your purpose kind of mapped out like, I want to develop a better strategy for myself in sales mm-hmm. to get past this cold calling thing and kind of starting with brainstorming 
And the same thing happens then when you're writing a, almost, you can almost write a blog on what you would do and you that can, advice you that you should be taking and then build out a strategy plan alongside of that. You should. I, I've written probably three business plans so far, right? Yes. So, so three business plans. So the first one is about 25 pages whenever I, I developed Carrier List, right? And it was just an exercise for me. I, I send it out to a bunch of people. I, I, I see you go to the SBA website and download it. I, 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 did, I, I, I did. Yes, I, I, I did. Yeah, I, I did do that. Yeah. I'm the only person who's ever read that. No, no one else is going to read 25 pages, but I learned a lot about how to start a business or not, not how to start a business in general, but what strategy to use mm -hmm. in the competitive landscape just by writing that just for me. Yes. Like I wrote it for other people, but it turned out just be for me. So whenever I write strategy or business plan, anything like that, it's, it's really for me. I'm not the audience. It's not for anybody else. It's for me to discover exactly what I should be doing. Exactly. And it's the same thing if you're just in sales, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in sales, writing out a strategy for your sales strategy just for you because you're going to you're going to dig down into those whys. Exactly. And if you just discover your own whys, I mean, that's, that's all you need. Right. And then you also have to tailor that why, bring that why to your customer base and then learn their wise. Yes. And I think that's a, yeah, well, a piece. Yeah. We could dive into I, I, that, that well. is yeah. right. And it always reminds me of the, the old maxim. I know battle plan ever survives contact with the enemy. Right. So mm -hmm. no business plan, no strategy ever survives the contact with the market. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause they're going to be different. Their wives are going to be different than you thought they were, but that's fine too. There is so much, and especially when we dive into transportation sales, mm -hmm. like one of the most interesting things was when I actually hired somebody that joined me from the shipper side yeah. and ha getting that perspective and understanding the whys mm -hmm. on the shipper side. And then what are the true challenges and having that mindset to, to dig into that and realize that when you're in sales and you're selling to a certain audience, we get so one track mind on what we think they want to hear. We don't understand how small mm -hmm. of a piece we actually play as uh, providers of logistics in their total role. Yep. And so when then when you uncover that why, you start seeing why people aren't answering answering your cold call, why yes. they have to hit certain types of goal sets and what's pushing that. And so that has been I mean, that's like eye-opening when yeah, I had that. And sometimes those goal sets and those rev or those those metrics, those KPIs mm -hmm. that they're trying to hit have very little to do with transportation. Exactly. Or, or it might play one little tiny key piece. Yes. But you have to find that tiny key piece to uh, to, to connect that with the overall KPI. Mm -hmm. the, the real KPI that they're driving at in transportation doesn't seem to be on the radar. You have to put it on the radar. And right. And then how you're going to actually create some sort of ease of pain. Ease of pain. Everybody yes. has ease of pain, but then obviously the value of how, how, how transportation can help hit your KPI. Yes. You don't think it can, but I'm going to explain how it can. You'll get people's attention. You will. You definitely will. You definitely will. Well, let's talk about getting people's attention, bringing on new business without cold outreach. Yes. With this was a big so let me give a little insight i know i just kind of hopped on here and we dove right in but 
Um, I actually am the owner and founder of a company called Candor Expedite that focuses on time-sensitive shipping. So we are in the expedited space and have been expanding into the white glove side, first and final mile, and retail side of things. So to, to hop, hop into the cold mm-hmm. calling side, you think, first of all, as an expedited company, in order to even have a conversation with somebody, how do you develop that sense of trust? Like there are so many different mm-hmm. hurdles that they do tie into just, you know, all different modes. But for me, what I had been telling Kevin before we even started uh, hitting record here is that this past year, I was able to bring on business around $6 million of additional revenue without the cold calling method. And so it's not something that you can just, you know, end watching the show and just go, I'm doing that, right? Um, There is a lot of work, like we had said previously, on you're working for tomorrow consistently, you know, putting yourself out there consistently with either utilizing your, your personal brand um, developing contacts and communications, referrals, mm-hmm. really showing who you are as an individual and what you stand for in different social platforms. And then you start piquing the interest of individuals to talk to, the ones that you align with um, on your values and what you're marching to. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's been additional revenue. There's still sales to all of that too. You know, mm-hmm. there's, going to conferences and shaking hands and getting to know people alongside of that and then staying in contact with people throughout. I mean, there's um, some clients even today that the job market has changed so much, right? People have left, Mm -hmm. left their home base that they might've had for Mm -hmm. even 20 years. Yeah. I've seen some people literally leave. I thought, Oh my gosh, this, I would never have thought that this person would have left. And then they go on to a new venture. And even if I didn't work with them in a certain area, they're like, hey, you know, I was thinking about this, that, and the other. And how can we incorporate that strategy for the expedited side into what we're doing here? So there's a ton of different methods. There is, because the person who left their position of, let's say, 20 years, they weren't really doing expedited maybe in those those 20 years, but their new position, they are. Yes. And they have something that, when you step into a new role, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, make change. You want to make impact. You want to yeah. be worthy of that change and show um, that there's possibilities for that mm-hmm. new organization. It's exciting. It's invigorating. And so it's utilizing that as a springboard for yeah. your career within that organization. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? No. When did you really get active on, on LinkedIn? Was I it- started mm-hmm. my profile in 2009. Okay. So obviously LinkedIn was not, no, no, nowhere near. Um, But I did over a course of time, I built up my followers to about almost 15,000 followers. So I'd say in the past three years, three years really being, and and LinkedIn really blossomed about three years ago. During the pandemic. During the pandemic, correct. So you're talking about three years of, of hustling and grinding. And networking and, and networking. talking to people consistently, mm-hmm. asking outrageously. I remember when I like sent you a message going, Kevin, yeah. I want to be on put down, put down that coffee. Yeah. And I was scared to death, like doing that. Right? But you co-hosted I there did. in early 2021. Yeah. Uh, a couple for, of shows. Yeah. Yeah. A few shows. Yeah. 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 
So I remember though, but it was doing those types of activities Mm -hmm. to really start establishing really myself and my comfort level to do this, you know. I watched that. That doesn't happen overnight. No, either, getting I comfortable was, doing all this. I was on um with Craig Fuller. Mm-hmm. I was on with him. I remember the the light came on and it was like yeah. live and my heart is beating <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. Um, but that's that's significantly changed. And so it just again that comfort level of mm-hmm. putting yourself out there. We yes. talk about this all the time. I host a podcast called LLC, mm-hmm. which is Ladies Leadership Coalition. That's we're right, always yes. talking yeah. about putting yourself out there, whether it's the customers, networking. Yeah. And just like sales, you know, you put yourself out there. You have to, um, to deal with people who don't want you. Right. Yeah. People who say no. Yes. People who don't understand yeah. anything of what you're trying to do. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who want to be negative or whatever. And you just have to ignore those people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to, to be able to, to be comfortable with just ignoring that. And um, just staying focused on your mission, yeah, which is to really at the end of the day be more happy and more successful. Oftentimes in sales, in business, that means making more money. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes putting your blinders on and being okay with the word no, like you yes. said, and just staying towards the mission. Yeah. And the one thing of no, sometimes it's just not right now. Exactly. And, and it kind of goes with that, that long-term game, right? Someone who you've known that have, has told you no in this position, they move positions, all of a sudden that's a yes. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes to, to be really, <clears throat> to, to, to operate at the, the height of your personal branding is sometimes you're, you're a psychologist. Yeah. People you, you, you network with, yeah. uh, you're a job finder, mm-hmm. right? You're a recruiter, you know, connecting people together. Uh, you're certainly a problem solver that has nothing to do with what you're selling. You're solving any problem you can by by introducing two people. You're connecting exactly. people, right? Exactly. And, and that's all part of the, that personal brand that you you don't really see plastered out there. It's what you're doing in the background. And it can't just be about yourself. No. It has to be about giving back and really trying to lift your network to actually bring success to themselves mm-hmm. along the way. Yep. And I think that's a part that a lot of people miss. It is. It's, yes. a, it's a part, you know, being a, a giver, not a receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then you develop this, this kind of back channel where you're trading intelligence too. Yes. You're trading information. Some would say it's gossip. Sometimes it is. But oftentimes it's intelligence about what's happening. So you're glued in better than your competitors. Exactly. And you can convey that to your customers in the market and, and broader, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. Heightens the quality of your 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 posts. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for, for myself with that is learning about even different companies on what they need to what they need to do. Like, hey, I've heard I'm working with company X and this has happened in my network. And they're like, they keep coming to me for why. And that seems to be a good, good space for you. So, and I think on the sales side of things, I sometimes consider what some people will call cold. I consider that warm. So if there's any sort of referral or even just someone giving me a name, right? They'll go, Hey, I've been working with company X and I work with John there. Yeah. And John keeps expressing he has a need for blah, blah, blah. This is a good lead in for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, hey, will you introduce me to John? And they'll go, well, I really, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 
So then I have to reach out to John mm -hmm. and some people consider that to be a cold reach out. Whereas I have some Intel, mm -hmm. right? And so I figure, I figure that that is still not freezing. It, it's not it, a freezing reach out. It, it's not yeah. freezing whatsoever. And if you're, you're building a personal brand, it's like that, that person can go Google your name. Yes. And then all of a sudden that they can see a lot of content that they get, can get to know you. So you're, you're not a cold person either because there's a lot of information they can go to the llc and, and listen to a podcast or see that you, you're doing a podcast and uh you're not in this stranger what is that this person wants you know you are somebody who can add value just by talking to yeah and that's the whole concept of it when mm -hmm. the, like you said the brand building is yeah. getting it out there i think the hard part for people when they do develop their brand you almost start feeling like I don't want to be braggadocious either, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I have a great following and I've done this and I've done that. You still need to, you need to be humble with yes. it, yeah. you know, and understand that even by doing that, like you said before, mm -hmm. some people might go, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just filter those people out. Yes. Definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about LLC, mm -hmm. Ladies Leadership Coalition. Yes. Right. And um, how that started and how that's going. I see that quite a bit on, on social media, LLC podcast. Um, how was it? It's good. So we started it really, I'd say mid-pandemic. Yeah. And the whole concept was to really help women. Mm -hmm. And we started off with just more of the business mindset. Um, and then we started understanding, of course, because we had six female women who were in logistics. Mm -hmm. We're like, guys, who are we kidding? We have to talk about business, but we have to talk about logistics, right? Yeah. Um, and supply chain. And so we went from just doing panels with all the six business owners mm -hmm. um, to, to doing some great interviews, too, to yeah. really bring in some people who have just great nug nuggets for other people to mm -hmm. learn from. So, I mean, we've had shows on burnout. We've had shows on networking. Um, we've had shows on finance. Like, mm -hmm. how do you financially get yourself set up? What can you do? Um, I mean, there's been so many different discussions, sales yeah. marketing. I mean, there's, it's, it's going great. It's been hard too, because it's more of a passion project. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a team of people, uh, like you do at Freight Waves that yeah. could just help. So a lot of that is myself mm -hmm. and the other women. Uh, that we're we're running that, so been working behind the scenes actually to get some more help with that internally here, um, so that way we can actually get more content out there and yeah. help people more and and get more of those stories out. But I love doing it. I have met so many wonderful people from doing that. Mm -hmm. I have learned so much myself, and yeah. I, I'm assuming you have too by hosting. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the, 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 this this. The main reason why I love doing it is I'm learning all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm learning all the time. I, I love founder stories. I love, you know, how people get started here and there. And I've heard yours from, uh, from Joe Lynch and logistics, logistics, yeah. one of those episodes, fascinating story. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, you, you learn and then you transfer what you learn and you apply. Yeah. You apply that knowledge, you incorporate those uh, those areas where you can grind and persistence, and it kind of carries through, carries you through, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's something that even if I didn't put these shows out anymore, I'm like, 
how can I utilize this mm-hmm. as a platform to even help people? So yep. I've had women come to me now that are, I was at a air cargo conference last week and mm-hmm. Lorena, and I, I can't remember her last name for life me right now, but she approached me and she was like, Hey, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. How can you help? And I'm like, whatever I can do yeah. to help you start marching toward your goals game on you know yeah and i think that's this uh another <clears throat> another facet of that is same I, I have a lot of conversations and i i'm i'm not even thinking about a commercial transaction yeah um on 99 percent with that one percent or whatever that percentage is that it's like oh yeah this is right down my alley i, I can help I, I can do this then you take advantage of that. Yeah. But so you're selling time, like by networking, yeah. you're almost selling because yes. people are starting to identify mm-hmm. with what value you bring to certain things. Yes. So again, by that. And they seek you out. Yes. yes. So tying all of that together shows that obviously developing that takes time, mm-hmm. right? To get yourself out there and feel vulnerable to do that. But it's just part of, that whole sales side of things too. You could tie these things in with building out your network, helping individuals. And it's something that Rishi and I always talked about is how do you go from a salesperson? You you always, ideally you want to go from a salesperson to a consultant. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is by what we've been talking about. Networking, getting that, that, that that network going, get that inside information going, becoming an expert at what you do. And that's how I've positioned myself consistently mm-hmm. is as that consultative approach. Yes. And so, especially in my space, being an expedite, a lot of people don't even realize. And we just posted mm-hmm. a uh, report on this. We call it a dirty little secret. Yeah. But really, expedite can be a hidden gem because it's one of those things with a strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. You're able to go in and identify a process that can actually save people money. And by doing that and having that consultative approach, what you do as a sales rep, then you are listening mm-hmm. to the things that are transpiring at a customer, sometimes pulling information like, hey, what about this? How do you ever approach this? And utilizing that. And that's where some of that magic happens because mm-hmm. some people don't even realize that we are expediting products. We yeah. are running a truckload lane here. We do have mm-hmm. air freight. And so... It's it's fascinating to me to, to have that mindset on the consultant side. It, it, it is. It, yes. And it's much more fun selling yes. if you're a consultant than if you're trying to beat somebody down uh, on, on the hard sell. Yep. It I really agree. Is. Well, Nicole, thanks so much for, for – or I, actually, I'm dropping by. Yes, thanks for um, having me uh, on, though. Thanks for letting me come by and, um, and, and talk sales for, for a few minutes. And Great. If our audience wants to reach out, learn more, certainly LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yes, definitely. I mean, and then you can also find us on our website. It's just candorexp.com. But shoot me a message on LinkedIn. I am on that thing throughout the day all the time. So thank you again. Perfect. Thank you. And that wraps it up for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. Every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time here on FreightWaves TV. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause wind is expensive. I got expensive, cause wind is expensive. I've been reading out of work. And I've been shutting out.